the dawn of civilization. Primitive, dangerous, exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs the most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in again for another Cave Dweller interview episode. Uh, we've got James and Brendan here. Uh, Matt can't make it again because of time zone differences. And today we are sitting down with the full team from Grave Huffer. Hey guys, uh, thanks for coming on the show. It's good to have you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No worries. Um, so just for anyone who doesn't know you guys and who's in your band, uh, do you guys want to quickly just let us know who you are and what you play? Um, Richie. I, I'm, I'm Jeremiah. Everybody calls me Jay, and I play drums. Awesome. I'm Richie, and I play guitar and do some background vocals. Uh, I'm Mike. I play bass and trout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Travis, and I do vocals. <laughs> your music is always seems to have like a message or a meaning kind of behind it. So uh, tell us a little bit about your writing style. All right, Travis. What do you get? Travis and Jay, that'd probably be good for, for you guys. Um, well, <clears throat> I kind of pick out moments and I just kind of try to immerse myself in them and I read about them and things like that. Try to put myself in the point of view of a character in the story that we're, we're writing about. Like history and, and things of that nature. Yeah. Just whatever. When I joined the group, uh, the songs were already pretty much written and, and the, not all the lyrics were, but there was kind of an idea of what the song was going to be about. So I, I took those and, kind of immerse myself put myself in the point of view we were both big fans of that uh the single you guys put out uh great uh ghost dance uh what was sort of the inspiration to to write a song about native american culture and how much they've suffered over, over the years in american history well we were uh when we were writing the song um our old singer it seems kind of like the way things work are uh somebody kind of throws out an idea and you know another person kind of perks up and it's like yeah that's kind of interesting and i think it was mike or either richie who came up with the idea of it being about a uh, wounded knee and um, james ended up leaving the band and then travis ended up taking ended up taking it on and uh really for me like listening to that song is really em emotional because I, I play emotionally so when i'm writing songs i wanted to hit me emotionally or make me all like you know metal how it's supposed to make you feel like yeah, yeah. so uh on top of that really good lyrics always kind of like just take the song over the, the cliff for me and he did a, an amazing job when i listen to those lyrics they're they're pretty uh pretty emotional yeah definitely yeah, now they, they hit you they're definitely really good you know it's like listening to it and then um, whenever I listen to anything if you guys have like the lyrics out you know I read along when I'm listening to the music when I can and I was just like holy shit these yeah. guys are uh they're the real deal you know right <laughs> yeah I, was, I remember when Travis brought those lyrics in I was like man these are so good you know I, I was just I was really proud of them I was like dude this is like your second set of lyrics for the band and then they're this good you know <laughs> I think it's going to be great. You know, I can't wait till we get to the next record and see what he really can come up with. I mean, I'm excited. And when you say next record, have you got something sort of in the works or is it just like a, a general re reference to something you want to do in the future? Uh, yeah. More of a general reference. Like, but we're already starting to, I know I am anyway, like record riffs on my phone and uh, I got my gear set up in the front room. And, you know, when I get, the the itch or whatever i'll run over there and i'll start playing and you know just playing 
scales or figuring stuff out or you know whatever the case may be or i just pick it up and just play whatever comes out i usually come up with something so so yeah it's been it's been pretty cool and uh, i think uh, jay has already started writing riffs and and ideas for the next record too so yeah we're already getting the ball rolling on that and uh, you guys seem to get out pretty far ahead of stuff your uh, your pr guy uh the dewa pr he's uh done a pretty good job of Building up hype way ahead of the release date, so that he's done a really good job of getting you guys out there. Yeah, to be honest, for sure. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, uh, Tommy, the guy who's kind of behind all this, you know, with uh, the record label and all that, he's a pretty gnarly guy, and and, he, and gnarly in the in a really good way. You right. know, like uh, extreme go getter, really funny, down to earth, uh, a bit nerdy, but in all the right ways. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so, yep. And he he's got the gift of the gab. I tell you that. For sure. <laughs> he, yeah, man, he could talk. <laughs> and that's from um, Black Doomba yeah. Records, right? Is it, yes, is yes, Black Doomba? Doomba. Yeah, he was in a band called Hollow's Eve. Uh, they were a lot of Metal Blade records in the mid-80s, I believe. And I think they toured, they toured with Slayer okay. and Motorhead. And, I mean, they were, they were kind, of a, kind of a big deal back then. So it's pretty cool to hear some stories talking about Motorhead and Slayer and stuff, you know, <laughs> crossing the Canadian border and... He's he's told us some pretty funny Slayer stories. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely sweet. Right. How, um, how did you guys uh, get together? Like initially in the very beginning. Oh yeah, tell us the story. How you guys? Uh, how how did you guys come to be? Well, Mike and myself, and then our original drummer Larry. Like we played in a band in the '90s. It was like this crust punk kind of vibe, and it was called Initial Detonation. And we put out a couple of uh, four song EPs on vinyl and um, we did some touring and it was a lot of fun. We did that for like three or four years, like from 95 or six to about 2000. And then uh, I think Mike and Larry, they kept playing music and uh, I ended up getting married and starting a family and I kind of stepped away for a bit. And then in 2008, um, they gave me a call. I'm like, Hey, let's get the band back together, <laughs> you know, kind of. <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah. so I was like, yeah, <laughs> man, I'd love to. And so we've kind of been doing it ever since. And it was kind of cool. Cause we got the old, uh, writing chemistry was still there. So yeah, we've been, been doing it since 2008. Yeah. It's a little bit different for me and, then with and, the and, uh, and Travis in the band. Cause we're the new people. So we came into a situation with people who are, who are established, right. And had their, their writing uh, language with each other, you know? So yeah. it was definitely interesting to sit in with new people and kind of, I don't know, it was kindred spirits, like right from the get go. Yeah. I didn't think I could do it personally. Really? <laughs> I really thought that, yeah, I, I thought their old drummer was really, really good. And uh, I was like, ah, I've always played shitty punk, you know? I've always wanted to play metal because I listened to a bunch of crazy, obscure stuff. So, like, I've always wanted to do that type of thing. Thing. And I was a singer in a metal band for a long time when I was younger. So it was just nice to meet people that liked the same kind of stuff I did, you know, but who liked power violence and crust punk and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Right. There's not a lot of, of a, um, around here, there's not a lot of that. Weirdly enough, I, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a massive uh, crust punk scene. In yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. maybe I have heard that actually. Like, we get these artists on our Instagram page that'll hit us up from like Malaysia and Indonesia and all that area. Like always, you know, buy our art. <laughs> Do you need art? And all that. Yeah. And I swear, <laughs> it's like, it's just crazy. Like probably one or two a week. 
will will message oh, us. Wow. Yeah, like really trying to get us to buy. And it's always like the stippling <laughs> in the black and white. You know, it all it, it seems to have a similar similar vibe to it. You know, it's like they have a style. So it's it's really cool, and it's always really like you know crusty looking. Definitely our vibe. But yeah. You know, we're, I actually know exactly uh, exactly what you're talking about with that style of art because I've seen a bunch of those album covers mm. that come out of Malaysia, and it's like that black and white yep. cartoon style with yep. like the filthy art, yep. like that old like <laughs> discharge kind of kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Crass or whatever you know. While you're on the topic of sort of the cross punk uh, side of your band, I know some people in the metal scene are super obsessed with labels <laughs> and genres and all that stuff, and you guys kind of don't fit into any real mold with the amount of uh, influences you guys bring in, but what would you, for those people, sort of classify your sound as? Music. Hmm. Wait. Yeah. Music. Yeah. There you go. I was going to ask Mike. I was like, I know he's going to have a good answer. The, there's a really good Louis Armstrong quote, and it's there's only two kinds of music: good music and bad music. I play good music. <laughs> I don't know. I put us in the power violence uh, section. You know, we you know, in power violence there was a bunch of bands that teetered back and forth from grindcore and death metal and power violence and stuff like that so it's kind of like power violence death metal that's how i describe it right well like tommy says i mean tommy seems to think like he goes yeah they're kind of a thrash band and then i hear people say oh they're a grind band and like and then here lately it's like you guys have some black metal going on in there and so I don't, I don't even know. I just say we're extreme music. Yeah. Yeah. Like a blackened thrash. Yeah. I think that's a pretty accurate label. <laughs> I mean, it's just extreme. Yeah, we're just too extreme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More than the Here we go. It's all going here. Give up energy drink. And I've been a Ghost Never fan for a long time and, and seen them through all their changes. And there's always a certain, a certain groove that keeps them Grave Huffer no matter uh, what kind of music they're playing. It's, you can, it's always Grave Huffer. Yeah, I really uh, – I like the groove that you guys had in your music. It was, it was like a big element that drew oh, me cool. to it, to be honest. Thanks. Yeah, I, um, I was listening to a couple of your older albums. I, in prep for – you know, I was like, oh, I got to listen to all their music before I like, start talking to these guys. And like, I always like, felt like you know, the earlier stuff had like, a really kind of old-school kind of hardcore vibe. Like, I don't know if you ever heard of a, bl- a band, uh, Blood for Blood out of uh boston but you guys kind of reminded me on a couple tracks of that band and i was just like damn dude these guys are freaking burly <laughs> nice <laughs> that's it's funny like we'll play with bands and stuff like i haven't heard you guys anything like you guys since the 80s or whatever you know and like and it, it is we do get called like a hardcore band but quite a bit so yeah i don't it's it's weird it's good yeah i can definitely tell it's in there and it, it's weird. Like I don't listen to hardcore like hardly at all, so I don't know where it comes from. I have no idea. It's like the the your presence, you know, like how you guys are like just banging it out, you know. Maybe that's it. It's, yeah. Uh, with like breakdowns and you know just the way like the aggression of the vocals come out mm-hmm. with like the music behind it, you know, it's like it's structured and down. It's there. It's in your face. You know? Right. Yeah. I guess maybe that is it. I haven't really thought about it that way. I guess. A lot of the stuff we grew up listening to was like hardcore punk, I guess. So agnostic front, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like the really old OG hardcore, I guess. Yeah, that kind of reminds me like like uh what like what were some of your major influences as far as bands go? The daughters. What do you say? The daughters? Daughters. The daughters. Yeah, I know Jay daughters. loves daughters. 
<laughs> I love uh, my favorite band. Like it teeters between like Mod Forty Seven or like uh, and like uh, Avscum or something like that. You know, I really like uh, like Swedish like style, like crazy fast punk rock. You know. Well, I know when we were recording this album, we were kind of thinking of like it sounding like old nausea, like extinction that era. And, um, you know, like Loud Tom. I was thinking Wolverine Blues, man. There's a few songs that I was really trying to challenge. <laughs> like, like, like that era of Entombed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the Scandinavian vibe kind of was a lot more apparent on this record. I got to agree. Yeah. Well, my brother. I felt also really influenced by, like, um, Triptychon. I was listening to a lot of that oh, yeah. during the time that we were writing it. Yeah, and, like, Celtic Frost are huge, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could actually pick up on that on the album, definitely. Um, those so the two Triptychon albums and Celtic Frost, Massa, Monotheist are actually like three. Yeah, oh three God, out of my top ten it. albums of all time. Yeah, so, <laughs> me yeah, big too. Fan of that I sound. love that guitar sound. Thomas G's tone and his riffs are just some of my favorites ever. Yeah, while well, doing the vocals on this album, it's just, I was really thinking else. of him a lot. Like. Uh, Sights to the sky. Whenever you were, uh, whenever James, not James, sorry, whenever Richie uh, presented the the structure for the song and how the song went, mm-hmm. that's all I could picture in my head was Tom G. Warrior. Right. Yeah, it turned out pretty yeah. cool. There's something about Tom G. Warrior stuff sure. that nothing else really sounds like it. Like uh, it's got a really distinctive right. yeah, style to it. It's like exactly like you immediately know when the guitar comes in who's playing. And then when he starts singing, you, I mean, it's like nobody sounds like that guy. So I totally get that. You know, my brother, he's an old school metalhead, and he's like, he thought it sounded like old Sepultura. Oh, Ghost Dance? Yeah, yeah. Ghost Dance in particular. Oh, yeah, I fucking yeah. totally grew up on that shit. Sepultura was a huge influence on me in my entire life. Right. Oh, especially, it was like like Beneath the Remains, Arise, Chaos AD, that, those three kind of like oh, overall. Yeah. Three home runs right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were all, like, kind of big for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I was going to say, if you guys could uh, open up for uh, any band, well, like, what would be your ultimate, like, uh, we did it, we, we finally got there, and, like, we opened up for, you know, who would that be? <laughs> Voivod. Voy- yeah, Voivod. Voivod Napalm would definitely Death. be one. Napalm Death. Yeah. I'd- yeah, Napalm Death would be pretty awesome. I, I I really can't answer that. That's that's really difficult. Yeah, this, it's a tough question because yeah, you start thinking of other bands. <laughs> gore guts. <laughs> if I got to play yeah. with gore guts, man, I'd flip. I flip shit. Oh my god, that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> Brian Wilson. <laughs> Brian Wilson, dude, that'd be a, yeah, that'd be a trip. <laughs> so I mean, you said Voivod. I heard Voivod in there, and I noticed that you had Dan from uh, Voivod play on the album. Was that kind of like? Huge for you guys to get them on there if you love them so much. Like, oh man, yeah, so that was um, that was kind of like you know pinch me. You know, I like had to pinch myself kind of moment. You know, <laughs> so, I was in disbelief, but that's all Richie. Richie's <laughs> the one that through. It was like um, I just became friends with him on Facebook somehow. Facebook's weird that way. Like some people will accept your friend requests, like. Like I, I would like Thomas G. Warrior accepted my friend request here about a month ago, <laughs> and so it's kind of like, oh, you know, maybe cool. <laughs> maybe that'll be the next record. But, but yeah, it's just I don't know. I just like to you know initiate conversation and um, 
that's how that all happened. And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, he, he was really nice about it. And he's like, can you send me a rough mix with a, something with a vocal melody, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. So we put something together for him and sent it to him and he got it back to us in like a week. And it's got like freaking multiple tracks of guitars with weird harmonies. And I don't want to give too much away, but it's, it's really insane. <laughs> so, uh, I remember when first hearing it, I was like, almost in tears <laughs> you know i was like i can't believe this you know it was, I still it was believe it. <laughs> yeah i know i still listen to it and i'm like dude fucking voivod <laughs> you know? yeah, it wasn't real to me until i you sent me the link to it and i like grabbed it and put it in the song where it's supposed to go and then once i had it like really fucking loud and i was like oh my god man is that sort of the same thing with how you got uh, Curran Murphy on there? Did you just reach out to him as well, or how did that partnership come to be? Uh, with him, uh, he um, he builds amplifiers, and so he built our um, well, at least my uh, guitar amp. And uh, he's got a, cu- a company called Custom Audio Mutation, and uh, he built me a custom amp, and it's got like this silver alligator print freaking tolex on it and it's ridiculous and i love it and (laughs) so so yeah that's how we got to in touch with him and and um so yeah he was in a annihilator and nevermore and um super nice guy and he did pretty much kind of a a similar deal you know he 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 laid down his two different guitar parts but it had like this weird harmony that kind of went in and out and and it's for the song uh smaller than death which is about andre the giant and and yeah, it's pretty just crazy and just full on the whole time, which that part needed that. So it was perfect. And uh, you had one more gu- uh, guitar solo on there from someone else, wasn't it? Uh, was it Craig? You had Craig, I think, a guy called Craig that did another solo on the yeah, song Steam um, He's a friend of mine that I met on an online radio chat called XRP Radio. They're like a UK station. And I'd been talking to him for years and years and years. And he's like in his like early 60s. And he's been playing guitar for a long time, and he's been in and out of bands ever since like the '80s, I believe. And uh, he lives in northern Minnesota, I believe. So I emailed him the song, and I was like, "Man, I'd be really cool if you could play something on here." And it was more of like a personal favor kind of thing. And he wrote some like country song here recently, and he he name drops Grave Huffer in it, and it, it's pretty funny. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's hilarious. <laughs> But he, he's really he's he's a such a fun guy, and he he plays a really cool like just mean bluesy kind of thing. Yeah, dude, that solo is awesome. It really it's, is. It's impossible. It's very rock and roll. Yeah, it it's impossible not to air guitar to it, and Serious. it's impossible not to make a face while you're air guitaring to it. <laughs> right. You, yeah. Make yeah. your lip go up in the corner. <laughs> That face like you just smelt some stinky feet. Yeah. You know they're hurting you, but they're good for you, so you just take them. Exactly. Yeah. That just reminded me of, have you ever seen um, the pictures of uh, people's guitars replaced with slugs? Yes. Yeah. Those are hilarious. I wish somebody would do that with us. That would be funny. Yeah, you guys, like, you, I've seen, like, you know, you post, uh, like, your uh, guitars and whatnot um, on Facebook and stuff. And actually, I'm looking at your page now, and I, I haven't seen this until till now, but your new guitar with the coffins freaking looks pretty burning. Oh, yeah. The, excuse me. Solar guitars? Uh, yeah, we... 
I've got like three of them now. I love them so much. <laughs> but yeah, they're, yeah, they're uh, awesome. They're amazing, man. They really are. They yeah. play great. It's they sound exciting. great. They're all over the new record. Yeah, they did the job and they sounded awesome. They look cool. And the coffin case, that's another kind of more recent uh, endorsement we got. And these companies have been really cool to work with. They not only give us stuff for a nice discount, but they also help promote us and put us on their website and all kinds of cool stuff. So it's really a nice, like, one hand washes the other kind of thing. And I, this is a question I was wondering personally is just um, what does the album title mean? Like, what, what is Necro Eclosion? That was, I think that was a Mike thing. <laughs> that was something that was something mike came up with well like what we were talking about eclosion one or we're trying to come up with the album title which is always like the most biggest arguments we have right but someone said something about eclosion or uh, reborn or something and we're like, i said i said what's it called when a moth or a butterfly comes out of the cocoon right and we looked it up and you said mm-hmm. it was eclosion or something and we're like what about from the dead like necro like coming back from the dead, you know, like not like a zombie, but nice. almost like a phoenix or reborn, you know. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, That's I had to put an echo in there because it's not metal for it just to be about butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, Travis! Butterflies and metal too. There's <laughs> actually a uh, pretty, pretty rocking uh, old school style band that just popped up in Melbourne. I don't know if you've heard of them called Whoa. Butterfly. Oh wow, what's that's wild! That sound. That... They've got like um, they got like four vocalists, Ooh. and each, each person does like different parts on the album, and they play like some tracks kind of come kind of like ACDC, and then other ones sound like uh, Thin Lizzy. Oh. They got some. They got a good mix on there, like some oh, really man. cool old school stuff. Yeah, I, I love, love Thin Lizzy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're good. Big yes. classic, man. Good stuff. But, but the cover art, it kind of looks like a dude coming out of a cocoon or something, you know, like, or some kind of demon or something coming out of a cocoon. I was actually going to, yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that next. So that's, that's my next question was what exactly is the uh, album cover? So it looks awesome, but exactly figure out what it is. is. Yeah, yeah, back with the eyes. Right. <laughs> Whoever looks at it gets a different. Yeah, he doesn't really tell you what it, it almost is. It looks like it's got like a Leviathan cross on the bottom of it. And huh. like a, I never even noticed that i guess or i i guess i didn't realize that's what that was that originally like that dude that, that painted that's one of my old friends and he gave it to his his dad is a staunch republican he gave it to his dad for his for christmas one year and his dad stuck it in a closet so oh. he went back over there and found it in the closet and just took it back and then he put all those like the light and some of those tubes it used to look even scarier dude it was all dark it looked like some demon in the shadows or something, dude. It was crazy looking. And then he put all that red and yellow stuff in there and made it like, we're looking at it right now. It's hanging up in my living room, so I'm kind of looking at it as I'm talking about it. Yeah, he's one of my favorite artists, and he's a really good friend. He's, he's probably done like 13 covers for me, or and any kind of project I'm in, I'm, he's the first one I think of. You know? Yeah, he did nice. Your Fault as well. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. album cover. That and like, you guys have some cool posters and like some... Uh, your uh, monster poster here it's freaking pretty badass oh yeah yeah like that zombie coming out of the grave with like a mask right. on yeah that was a uh, guy's name is it's i don't know how you pronounce it but it's it's spelled s-l-a so i'm assuming sla or sla or sla i'm not sure but it's and his last name is muerta um but he's done stuff for cattle decapitation 
and Amon Amarth and Mastodon and some pretty like big names. And um, he had sent, this is another artist that like messaged the band page. <laughs> you know, we get so much. And I saw that and That's he'd awesome. sent us something else. And I was like, uh, well, we're kind of good on art. I was like, but do you do commissions? And so that's what he commissioned. And it's been a really good selling um, poster. And we put it on a shirt, too. And we've sold a lot of those shirts. So a lot of people yeah, like you it. You have a back patch, yeah, too. Yeah, a back yeah, patch. A black and white. Yep. Black. Yeah, yeah. It's freaking it's definitely right, badass. Right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little different style than what we've done than what we've had so it was, it was pretty cool but with, that was eric sweet that i was talking about earlier we got carl Dahmer. he does the stuff for us mm-hmm. and who's the new guy from yeah. the that did the back cover for the new album that was another instagram artist i can't remember uh not kev it's like it starts with a k kv or something like kavi yeah k-i-e-d or something yeah 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 he did the yeah, back he's cover like he's from yeah, brazil is it brazil yeah, he did the, like the back cover, and we used part of it for the Ghost Dance single image. Uh-huh. Bam. That's one took a big-ass hit. And I kind of wanted to ask, <laughs> which one of you guys... Uh, I've been at work started. all day, working with weed. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, our drummer's a... No, we got Yeah, I'm a fucking pop farmer. <laughs> Pretty awesome, man. Yeah, absolutely. Must be nice. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to know which one of you guys had the idea to do the um, the horns on the album because I absolutely love the fact that you worked on uh, horns into like a what's, what's kind of like a power right. album. That was Mike. I think yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah, that was Mike's. I think once we realized the, the COVID thing started happening and we weren't going to be playing shows, it was like. I thought, well, that gives us a little bit more time to actually polish what we had. And I have a friend named Doug. He's like played all over the world and he, he could just make up stuff on the spot. And I knew if he, he would listen to it, he would be able to come up with something that would ride on top of it, you know, and he knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's cool stuff. Is it all trombone? That actually- he kind of did that like in two different, in two different days. He did all that stuff. Yeah. He just sat there and write it. I just play it for him over and over, and he'd just write it, and then he'd knock it out. Yeah, but he had That's a tuba, cool. but it was like a sousaphone tuba. Oh, like a marching. Did, yeah, and then he had a couple different trumpets that we recorded in that stairwell. Uh, some trombones. We would just like do it in different rooms, so it was like a different horn player or a different horn, you know. Oh, that's cool. That's I don't think I knew that. Yeah, if you listen to the headphones, you can hear like six different layers, of, like. Six or seven layers of horns. <laughs> it sounds amazingly epic. Yeah, it does. We're pretty happy with how it came out. Yeah, that, that track eight, I think it's uh, track eight. Is, it's called Causes, isn't it? Um, that one uh, had some really cool horns on it, but that whole song sounded pretty different to the rest of the album. It, it kind of like reminded me a bit of Bathory, to be honest, at the Whoa. start, like the first part of it. Um, it was like kind of epic, a little bit of black metal in there, like a bit of doom. Uh, I really like that track. That's awesome. That's oh, that track is uh, the lyrics are is are uh, is a poem from a friend of ours that passed away a few years back, named Ryan Smith. But those lyrics fit that the music was written, and that was one of the last songs that we had to come up with the lyrics for, and we decided to try those, and they fit in their first first read through like it structurally into the in that song perfectly and whenever yeah whenever the horn started right when it all the lyrics the lyrics ended like we all looked at each other like what the fuck this fits in here like perfectly 
Man, that gave me chills when that day. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And it's even crazier because that song was a song that we wrote and recorded. You know, it was just like, yeah. you were writing it. And it was like, well, it, how do you think it should go? We arranged it. Yeah. Uh, played through it a couple times. And Mike was just like, well, if magic happens, I'm just recording. And he pressed record and it happened. Mm hmm. Uh, some of the stuff in there was just like kind of on the spot and it definitely gives it a more rapid feel in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That song's really emotional for me. Yeah. Like listening to it, playing it. That That's actually going to be our next single. It'll be out in November sometime. Yeah. That has some black metal in it too. Doesn't yeah. It? That has black metal. Richie's uh, black metal vocals on there are, are almost like he's trying to eat you through the speaker. <laughs> I always forget that I even saw it on. <laughs> oh, dude, on I love the vocals on that part. Yeah, yeah, the got really, really great. You know, it was strange uh, not being there whenever they were recorded and yeah. hearing the song, writing the song, and then all of a sudden hearing it with vocals. But uh, by the time it gets to the uh, part where it's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's all right, it's all right. I was just like, okay, I'm sold. This is great. Right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like that's my favorite line in that song. It is a lot of the a lot of this album was kind of like weird timing because of the distance of people and us and you know only like one person in the studio at a time with Mike having to record that way and try to keep ideas going between each other uh, was kind of a challenge. But I think also it made stuff come out kind of cool because it was a total collaboration. I think on this everybody album. had their hands in it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I just cooked it. I just put it together and cooked it. You know, it was kind of like, but everybody helped fuck shit up and stir it and fucking put it together. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a strange ordeal, like with James leaving. Yeah. You know, like we, we, we were sitting there and we started <laughs> to record and he like gets maybe 10 seconds into a song and stops and starts again, stops, starts again. And then all of a sudden he's just like, guys, you know what? I'm just not feeling it anymore. And it was such a shock. It, it was kind of like, well, what the hell are we going to do? But really, uh, I got to give it to Mike and Richie for just having this like really positive attitude and a attitude that is never give up. It's like they're compelled to do it anyway, so they're just going to do it. So it was like, all right, so I guess it's up to us. And me and Richie at first were like, I guess we're just going to do vocals. Um, but then uh, Travis was really amped and came with everything he could you know not being a metal singer but learning quickly and being able to take direction um it was definitely a like a strange experience to have like so many people trying to cook on something and it came out amazing it came out like something i, I didn't expect and that was the exciting thing about it because we didn't know what to expect exactly you know? but we're all open for those ideas and also open to each other shooting down ideas. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a lot of back and forth between everybody. And I like, we had, none of us had ever worked this way. And so yeah. it was definitely like everybody's been saying it was a challenge. We kind of, it was like not throwing caution to the wind, but in some it respects, was trial, it, was. it was a trial, you know, it like, was. but we, we did it. I think if we had, if we get put in that position again, we've done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we can right. go in there and do it. You know? Exactly. And I'm trying to find my voice during all of it. I need you guys. Know, yeah. Like, adjusting on the fly and things like mm -hmm. that. And I do appreciate people giving me guidance, you know, because 
this is all new to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was. It was pretty wild. Like, Travis just now, like, first time, like, really singing in a ba- in a metal band. And I know he's probably, you know, written some, you know, I know you've written songs and stuff before, but it just, it was just a different thing, you know, a different vibe. Yeah. And yeah. so, all of a sudden, I mean, like, we just threw Travis in the fire, man. <laughs> I mean, he, they're just, dude. I mean, they're just was sink or swim. Yeah, dude, it was a sink or swim. <laughs> like yeah. freaking, totally. Well, you know, we were hitting a roadblock because me and Richie decided we were going to take things on uh, vocally, and uh, I he popped one out really quickly, and I popped one out really quickly. But then after that, it was like I don't know. I, I felt like I just hit a writer's block and it was really nice to have Travis come in and also with great lyrics, you know? Right. And Dude. So yeah. It was definitely a strange contrast with what was going on and uh, what once was and mm-hmm. maybe the direction that everybody thought things would go in, but it coalesced nicely. <laughs> I mean, it, I was just thinking about this. Like there are lyrics by five different people on this record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy man but well, i'm a really slow writer I'm, a, I'm meticulous and it sucks and i get really stressed out about it yeah the are really good too Your, the end result is, is good like uh yeah. Custom uh, D, i think yeah, Custom D is probably my, my favorite track off the album that or mad wolf you know? there and i like yeah. uh one of my favorites is quarantine War machine and and that's, that's a, those are all j songs those know, are right? rapid Fourteen yeah. is a rabid song. I like it. Yeah, it's like I think my favorite is Backpack, honestly. Yeah, I like yeah. Backpack. I like Backpack like, a lot too. Yeah. That was that the thing, thing is uh, definitely beast and I like that we were doing things together. Yeah. What I'm about, sorry, Travis, what were you saying? I was gonna say what I liked about Backpack is that was the last song we did, the last song we finished. And it was uh the only one where me and Jay pretty much got to collaborate in the room on it. And it went really, really fast. I like, I like collaborating like that. Yeah, and that one kind of has a circle jerks feel, right? On the the verse, is that the song I'm thinking? Of? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. got that old circle. I was yeah. like, this sounds oh, like yeah, jerks, you know? yeah, like that kind of like chorus part. Like mm-hmm. I messed up and not all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just thinking of a friend of mine from from Kansas City, uh, who's this like hardcore punk rocker, and uh, I was just picturing him. His name is Nate Cartwright. Uh-huh. So it was funny when you guys said circle jerks. I was like, oh, I see that. Yeah, but I right. Yeah. yeah. What about you guys? When you, re- when you reviewed it, like, did you have a favorite song off the album? So, like, and then do you want to go first? Um, I, I liked, I, I don't think that I actually listened to this entire album. I only heard Ghost Dance, and that's a shame on me because I didn't actually write this review. Uh, James wrote this one. But yeah, so far, like, that song is. It's just so good, dude. I like when I was listening to it. You know, I was like, these dudes know, like, <laughs> what the fuck is up? Like, it was just like, it's just like politically charged and like not politically really, more like just right. It's it's emotional, man. Like the the killing of these people and bringing it up and you know with like the ghost dance, you know, our old souls and dances bring on the new soil, white devil buried. You know, like it's freaking, it's really <laughs> good, dude. That's <laughs> That was a Travis one there. Yep. But even yeah, yeah it was really nice. Like, uh, like I lived in Lawrence for a long while, and that's where Haskell is, the American Indian uh, College. And um, I had a lot of friends that I would speak to about their ideas and their connections to their culture and whatnot. 
And so I let a few of them listen to the song and they were like, this is awesome. Thank you very much. So it, it felt really good in the end. And I, I'm, I'm happy it turned out as well as it did. For sure. Yeah, it definitely came out good. Yeah, I, I personally can't wait to, to right on. indulge the rest of it. I got to hit the, the hard part right. and just go back to it. I guess for me, uh, I was the one that reviewed the album. Um, the way I write is I listen to something like okay. a week before I write it in full. And then I don't touch it until the, the day that I write. And then while I write, I listen to it again. So see what I oh, pick cool. up on the second time through that I missed the first time. And um, nice. yeah, that's my technique. <laughs> and um, for me, uh, the tracks that really stood out, obviously Ghost Dance is one of them. Awesome track. Um, awesome lyrics. Really cool theme. Um, I actually have an anthropology and history oh, degree, so I love the lyrics. Found it really interesting. Um, and for, for me, though, uh, the track that I listened to the most times yeah. came back to is the, the opener, Customer yeah. of the Sea. I just thought that that's such a fun song, guys. That, yeah. that one really just goes. It does. It's got, that, so good. it's got a cool groove to it, and I mean, yeah, it's just—it's a headbanger, man. It's—it's it's it's really a good, good way to pull you into the album, too. It really is. That's yeah. what I thought. It's like the, it's this perfect opening track. The other ones that I really liked: yeah, uh, Quarantine War Machine was a lot of fun. What's the other one? Oh, number eight. I talked about. Oh, sorry, it was, uh, nine. I think Causes. Causes was a solid song. And uh, I had to say, <laughs> Dead Before Disco was the, <laughs> that first lyric. The first time I heard that, that yeah, so those were Travis's first. That is hilarious. Ever written. Well, that that weren't comedy. <laughs> well, I guess they're kind of comedy. I, oh, that's awesome. I did write lyrics for a comedy metal band once. What was the band called? I don't know if I want to know. HRB. I don't want anybody else in this band to be susceptible to any ridicule of what happened in that band. <laughs> oh, well, it's funny. Like you're a different person now. Well, the thing with HRB is that it was Travis and our old singer James. So you better have it make it work with me because there's no members of HRB left to be your lead singer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, the whole Death Before Disco thing. That was. Uh, I remember. Gosh, Mike, how long has it been since you've been wanting to do this? A long time. <laughs> like we were gonna do Staying Alive instead of. Uh, you should be dancing. That would be cheesy. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm kind of glad we did. You should be dancing. I personally like that better anyway. But yeah, um, I thought I the know. baseline was a little cooler. You know. Yeah, well, I think so. Baseline's a little cooler. You know. Yeah, yeah. And we got our friend Stan Stan Bowman, who was uh, really really good friends with Ryan Smith, who Causes was written by, and. Um, we got him to to do the uh, screams before Travis comes in to telling people to get on the fucking dance floor and all that. So, <laughs> so that that was fun getting him to do that. And, um, I remember he was like, "What do you want me to what say?" To say, yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. Well, this, he just came up with this playing. Yeah, this disco music's playing. He's like, "What do you want me to say?" And I'm like. Play boogie or something, man. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the get on the fucking dance floor, he just can't. He just kind of all came up with that at the just off the top of his head. So not like first yeah. take. You know? it was like, yeah, that was all one take. It was hilarious. Well, that's how it should have been because that's how the song was kind of written. You know, like right. It was an idea before it was a song. It was and before we even started recording, we were on tour. Mike was going on about how he wanted to do this death before disco. Oh, yeah. death before disco yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
I was like, you're joking, right? And <laughs> then we're in the recording studio, and he's like, no, we're seriously doing this. I learned the baseline and all that jazz. Yeah, so I, had, I was sitting at home, and I'm like, if I learn that bass part, then they have to, they'll do it. You know, I could talk to them. <laughs> so I'm like, I fucking that, learned it. I'm like, hey, listen, I could do BGs, man. Yeah. They're like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Richie came up with the first uh, riff. And then um, I came up with the second riff. And then the end part, isn't that, wasn't that uh, Mike? Remember, I we wrote a riff. I can't remember what, who wrote what. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like, it was like everybody got one take on it, you know, like. Right. So like, we'll start with this. And um, then it was like, or maybe it was Mike that came up with the first one. And then I was all like, it should go to these three chords. And then somebody came up with the last part. Yeah, I think the last part was mine. And I think Mike said something. Because I was like, I'm like, why? Because I asked Mike, I was like, it's your baby, but where are you here? What are you hearing here? And he goes, think of something off Harmony Corruption. And that's the first thing I played. <laughs> Dude, that set of riffs, when it goes into that set of riffs, that's my favorite moment on the album. Those riffs, yeah. Those riffs right there, I love that. It's very dancey. Right. And it's appropriately at the very end of a song that says yeah. death, death to dance. Music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just to jump back quickly to the, the, the recording process you guys went through with COVID and all that stuff. Have you guys heard of the project that came, comes out no, tomorrow no. called Poison Wind? I can't say I've heard of that. I, I just have to talk about it because it's, it's one of the coolest things. Oh. It's, it's super interesting. I thought you guys might find it interesting, but... Drops tomorrow. Mm. It's a collaboration. Oh, it's actually an experiment, I guess, really. Someone put together this project where they, they got in touch with, I guess, eight different artists from different bands across the U.S. And uh, they sent them drum tracks Whoa. with nothing else and just said, record a song. And they didn't tell them who they're going to be working with or what the album is. And then uh, put all of it together into an album. And it actually came together as like a really cohesive, really interesting album. Um, so if you guys want to check it out, it's super interesting. Oh, nice. Uh, drops tomorrow. We yeah, have a review up. Cool. Yeah, that's it. pretty but, cool. Yeah. That actually cool. sounds really cool project. fun. And I mention it because you guys would probably like it because it's actually got like uh, crust punk, some power violence and grindcore elements to it. So it actually has a bit of the same elements really cool. as you guys and your music. Uh, so it's called Poison Wind is the oh, wow. uh, project. And nice. then the album is just called Virus. Pick that up. Yeah, that definitely sounds like it'd be up my alley. Well, my favorite question asking everybody is, you know, um, what's your favorite guilty pleasure band or album? You know, something that like, you'd be like don't let <laughs> well, you guys hear me listening to this. I've, uh, I'm not changing anything anymore. I've got too many of those, actually. But <laughs> lately, it's Fun Boy 3 from the 80s. <laughs> they are the ones that do more lips are sealed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're wow! Spin off of the of the specials. All three of them are from the specials, and it's okay. side project. And it's like real drum, real drum heavy, catchy, just weird pop music. Travis is like you cry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Travis is like this purveyor of like good cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I want some of that too. Like this, the really good, like soft French cheese, the stuff that like blocks you up. And that's what Travis likes. The Jesus of cheeses. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, 
dangerous and cheesy. Dude, I love. I don't know. I love. I just. I don't know. I love that stuff. Like for me, being what my job, being what my job is, you know, like uh, I, I, I listen to a lot of because of the people who I work with, there's the only people who bring in the stereos. We listen to a lot of reggae, three eleven, oh and Incubus. Yeah, and uh, I gotta admit, you know, I grew up with people who listen to those bands so i know a lot of those songs so there's my uh my guilty uh hey, pleasure i guess you don't have to feel bad jay i saw 311 in concert five times <laughs> hey man they're great they're fucking great <laughs> it was all in two years i'm not proud of it i was the snare sounds so Nah, really I love good it. Musicians. They when yeah. they go off and do jazz stuff, that's <laughs> really good. But like the guitarist, he goes off and does uh, on his solo tours. It's jazz music, and it's really good. Oh yeah, it's amazing. His soloing is is amazing as well yeah, in Three Eleven. Great. Transistor probably is still one of my favorite records. They got some good sounds. I just don't dig, get into the vocals very much anymore. That's the thing that kind of ruins it for me too, is the vocals. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. okay. I was in my tummy that they dumbed down. Oh God, that's the oh, song that's that's in my head. Head. Oh, <laughs> That's when they. Run. <laughs> oh God! It's like the, like the I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, I don't really know. I'd probably be Brian Wilson. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's nothing to be ashamed of with that, though. Yeah, I know. That's good calories, right? Yeah, now. you can't be ashamed of that. Well, it used to be Dinosaur <laughs> Junior, dude, because all my friends were so hardcore. You know, if they found me living in the they probably would have beat me up. Like, when I was on. <laughs> Jeez. 17. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to a lot of stuff I thought was really lame back in the day, but I listen to now, like The Cure, some stuff like that. Yeah. I used to really not be into the cure that much until disintegration and then I like got all into it. Cranberries is one of the greatest yes. rock bands of Dude, I I'll, like stand, I'll stand behind I like the first their stuff. My really? wife loves, really loves, loves, yeah. loves the, like the first album. I guess I don't know. Mike. I'll take your word for it. Uh, like, dreamy guitar, like yeah, I do like I like that. some of that on the first album. guitar. Yeah, it's real sad. they do some Pink Floyd style stuff at times. They're a really good band. When you listen to them, like they'll they'll blow your mind. I promise. <laughs> as a band, yeah. My you, my stuff you would too. probably be like kind of like more of what Travis. You know, like I listen to a lot of listen. I mean, I still like Rat. I like Dog. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I love I love that kind of that. George Lynch. Like anything he does. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a huge fan of, of his stuff. Um, I like freaking Journey. You know, yeah, back, like, <laughs> you know, like up until like <laughs> up until Escape, and then I got the life go down the city, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love that song. Oh my god, I know, right? Yes. <laughs> Steve Perry's a badass. He is. He's a, he's an amazing singer. He really. <laughs> and dude, like as far as more recent stuff, like I love Lady Gaga. And I know people. Oh. Oh, Richie. Yeah. I like just, you know. I just don't think the music is as good as her image, like as big as her. Like, I think it's cool that she writes her own music and, you know, like, um, I, I really only care for, like, the first album she put out and then, um, like, the one, like, one of the more recent ones. I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, the guy that does our that did our new cover one time. This is back in the early '90s. He lived in a trailer in the woods, and I go out there, and I'm walking up, and I hear him listening to John Denver. And like I look oh. in the door, John Denver goes off, and he comes over and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing, man?" He's like, "Oh, just chilling." I'm like, "To this day, he will not admit that he was listening to John Denver." I bring it really? up. He's like, if I bring it up, he's like, that was not John Denver. And I'm like, yes, it was, man. <laughs> Eric Sweet was on his shoulders, makes him happy. John Denver wasn't trying to be cheesy to make money. He just was a cheesy guy, man. He's just being genuine. Yeah. Yeah, genuinely cheesy. Is he the one that hit My wife, Bianca, says that Eric and her listen to a lot of cheesy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I've got proof. Well, dude, he, he had some crazy, man. He had some crazy amount of records. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. Oh my god. Sorry to take over the conversation, boss. Yeah, no, we're, uh, <laughs> we kind of talked over everything, didn't we? <laughs> Good thing you're editing this. It's gonna be five minutes tomorrow. Cooks in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna pick out the important parts, and it's just gonna be a five minute that segment. Is right. <laughs> <laughs> and that i guess my only uh my last question i have for you guys is um like you know how how um do you guys like get, getting your music out you know do you like using Bandcamp? do you like using youtube or do you like having your listeners listen to spotify like what what do you uh how do you um, like getting your music out there personally i'm a i'm a fan of Bandcamp. simply Mainly, I mean, simply because you, you you can put merchandise up there, and I mean, we sell a pretty decent amount through Bandcamp. Um, you know, people will we have our stuff up there for free, but people still buy downloads from us there. Um, I mean, we've got stuff on iTunes and Apple and Spotify and uh, Amazon, all the streaming sites, and um, and Spotify's it's okay. On I mean, personally, I don't really use Spotify much. Uh, YouTube's YouTube's cool because I kind of like the visual aspect of it too. Uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I like it. I like Bandcamp personally. I just like the setup. It's simple. It's direct. Yep. It reminds me of what people wanted to turn their MySpaces into back in the day. Yeah, I could <laughs> see that. Yeah, so I like yeah, it. Yeah, you know, you 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 find out who's in the band, and sometimes they have links to their other albums or. Sometimes there's links to bands that, you know, they support or like and stuff like that. So right. It's pretty cool. People can leave like little mini reviews and mm-hmm. post their favorite song and stuff like that. Right. And I, I usually, whenever I come across a band, I go through those lists and read them. So. Yeah. It is a good way to discover other stuff. Right. Well, yeah, the hashtags and yep, all that. Like, for sure. You know, they bring you places. Yeah, it's great. What about you guys, Travis, Mike? That's the beginning of the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm like Bandcamp and YouTube. With me, it's it's simple because I'm like bare minimum knowledge on using things like that. So the easier, the better. Yeah, luckily right. you can buy one song, or you can buy the whole album, and you can like buy merch right from there, and it goes right to the band, not somebody else. Right. Yeah. It's definitely more of a one-stop shop, and yeah. it's just more artist-friendly. Plus, you say, "Hey, can I get this signed?" Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Yep, you, know? you can send notes with your purchase. Yeah, because people ask us to get 
stuff signed sometimes and it's always like whoa that's really cool you know so yeah yeah it is it's pretty neat that's definitely sweet and uh, I think that kind of puts us at yeah. time for the interview. So uh, we just wanted to thank you guys for, for coming on. It's been really cool to chat with you guys and get to know a bit more about your music and your recording process. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to just tell anyone who's listening with anything upcoming with you guys that can check out or anything they should know before we wrap um, up? Well, I guess we can probably let people know that uh, the album is on pre-sale right now through blackdoombarecords.bandcamp.com. We will have a couple more singles coming out before the January 15th release. And it's going to be vinyl, three-color vinyl. I believe yellow, re- uh, yellow, red, and black splatter, 180-gram weight. You get a couple posters with the uh, pre-order. <clears throat> and then, like I said, it'll be out January 15th. And so we're pretty excited about all that to start playing shows again next year, too. So we've got like a, a good handful of shows already booked for next year, kind of all over the place, really. So... So, yeah, we look forward to maybe seeing some of you guys next year in person. I got that split seven inch, too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Hit yeah, we got a split coast. seven inch coming there. out as well, like here <laughs> in a month and a half with a band called Souls of Hades. I think they're from Australia and, uh, or New, Ze- New Zealand. They're from New Zealand. And so that, that's coming out on No Slip Records. It's got a couple of our uh, songs from Your Fault. The, the actual song your fault and the song shut up and skate and mike yeah the mike did the uh cover oh, art nice. of that it was a painting and it's really freaking cool you can totally tell it's mike style and um we thought it'd be cool to put the your fault on there um the guitar solo it was an, yet another guest spot by a guy named carlo regattas and he used to be in carcass uh, he was on the swan song album and um, I got to know, yeah, I got to know him through Facebook oh, cool. several years ago, and he plays a really, really cool solo on that song. Um, as just to say, if you guys ever end up in the San Diego area, definitely let me know, and I will. Oh, nice. So yeah, you're in, in Cali. Nice. Yeah, we need to get out that direction. We need to get out that direction. I am. Yeah, I'll go. I'm actually sort of halfway between LA and San Diego, oh, so okay. like Orange County yeah. sort of area. Right on. Um, the that first band we were in, Initial Detonation, um, one of the guitar players. The other guitar player in there, his name was Roger. He was from the Orange County area. So there's a there's a lot of like the the scene down in Southern California is actually massive. Like San Diego for the size of the That's city, what I've heard, huge man. metal scene. That's what I've heard, yeah. I know the weather there is something. Same with them, um, like where the locust started. Oh yeah, it um, is, man. Uh, it, the locust. Well, Have you heard of ever heard of locust? Yeah. Oh man, they're no, no, you probably like them. Yeah. <laughs> Really, anything from Dustin Pearson okay. is amazing. Check it yeah. out after this. Right, I'm writing that down. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, the, he's, in, um, he's in that uh, band Dead Crosses with Mike Patton. Yeah, Dead, Dead Cross. Yeah, with Dave Lombardo. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Dead Cross. Yep. Dave Lombardo. Yeah. Yep. They started out yeah, with Locust. Yeah, yeah. Did, they, did they go into Discordant Axis, or am I thinking of somebody else? No, that's, um, oh, shit, the drummer. Fuck. Uh, Dave Witt. Oh, yeah, it's Dave. I should know that. Yeah, Dave Witt. Yep, that's right. That's right. Never mind. Anybody? Well, again, thanks Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for, for coming on. We really appreciate you guys all taking time out of your day. You know, you guys are busy. Um, yeah. It's been a really great chatting, and hopefully we'll do something with you guys in the future. Maybe yeah, when your next album comes out, we'll have you back on It was again. really fun to get everybody together. Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. And, uh, no worries. And for anyone listening, uh, thanks for, for checking it out, and make sure you check these guys out and, and uh, listen to as much of this album as you can as it slowly drops Cheers. over the next few months.